When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Long Acres Finance channel. Today I want to talk about my absolute favorite monthly dividend stock, Realty Income. Now it doesn't offer the best dividend yield out there, and it won't outperform popular growth stocks. So why do I like this company so much? Keep listening to find out, but first please give this video a like and subscribe to the channel. Realty Income is my favorite real estate investment trust that pays a growing monthly dividend payment because they have arguably one of the best management teams and a very long history of strong performance that proves their merit. For me, not losing money is very important from a long-term perspective. While I enjoy earning great returns, I'm willing to give up some upside for strong and stable long-term growth. As Warren Buffett often says, the first rule of investing is not to lose money, and the second rule is not to forget rule number one. Let me talk about recent and past results for Realty Income, and then we can dig into the current valuation and future prospects. Realty Income is one of the largest REITs in the market, and possibly the largest retail REIT right now. Simon Property Group is the closest rival in terms of market cap, as both companies are valued at roughly $40 billion each. The next closest retail-specific REIT is Kimco Realty, that isn't even half the size of Realty Income. When investors talk about monthly dividend stocks, Realty Income is probably the most well-known name in this genre of stocks. The company even added the following moniker under its name on the website. They are the monthly dividend company. The company is a member of the S&P 500 and included in the coveted Dividend Aristocrat Index. To be a part of the Dividend Aristocrat list, a company must have a history of at least 25 consecutive years of dividend growth, which is no easy feat to achieve. Since 1994, Realty Income has a 15.3% compounded average annual total return. It has paid 621 consecutive monthly dividends, with a 4.4% compounded annualized dividend growth rate, and it currently has a streak of 98 consecutive quarterly increases. These are phenomenal results over such a long period of time. Its portfolio includes roughly 11,280 properties with long-term net lease agreements. These properties span across all 50 states and extend to Puerto Rico, the United Kingdom, and Spain. The company leases retail space to over 1,000 different clients that span across 70 unique industries. Last week, on May 4th, Realty Income released its quarter one earnings for 2022. Just to highlight a few key items for you. The company increased AFFO by 14% as compared to Q1 of 2021. AFFO stands for Adjusted Funds from Operations, and it is a key metric for valuing real estate trusts. I'll cover it in more detail later on when we talk about the current valuation. In Q1, Realty Income invested $1.56 billion into 213 new properties, of which nearly half were in Europe. They raised capital by issuing £250 million of senior unsecured notes due in 2027 at a rate of just 1.875%, and an additional £250 million due in 2042 at a rate of 2.5%. Leverage remains low at 5.4 times debt to EBITDA, and the company signed an interesting agreement to acquire Encore Boston Harbor Resort and Casino for $1.7 billion, through a sale leaseback transaction. Let's dig a little deeper into the financial results. Q1 revenue for 2022 was $807 million, as compared to just $442 million in Q1 of last year. Initially, this looks like realty income nearly doubled from the prior year. However, we need to keep in mind that the revenues in 2021 were weaker as a result of the pandemic, and realty income acquired Verite last year, which boosted total revenues. To normalize this growth, we can look at the change in funds from operations, which increased from $0.72 cents per share last year to $1.01 this year. A more reliable metric is the AFFO, that adjusts the FFO for rent increases, capital expenditures, and maintenance. 
AFFO for realty income increased by 14%, from $0.86 cents per share to $0.98 cents per share. This is a better-than-normal growth rate for the company, primarily driven by weaker revenue last year due to the pandemic and the acquisition of Verity. I believe we shouldn't expect such fast AFFO growth in the future, especially not in the long term. Let's take a quick look at the portfolio of properties. The largest client is Walgreens that accounts for 4% of annual rent. 7-Eleven and Dollar General are roughly about the same size of the portfolio, and the three companies combine for about 12% of total revenue. The top 20 clients make up roughly 42% of annual rent. The two largest clients that struggle during the pandemic are AMC Theaters and Regal Cinemas, but both are performing significantly better today. In terms of industries, grocery stores still make up the largest percentage of the portfolio at 10.4%. Realty income is really pushed into this industry that made up just 5% of the portfolio three years ago. Previously, convenience stores were the largest segment of the portfolio, but have declined since 2018 as a result of new investments in other industries. Same-store rental revenue grew by 4.1% as compared to 2021. The largest contributions to this increase were theaters, with a net increase of almost 74% over 2021. Occupancy as of March 31, 2022 is a fantastic 98.6%, which is in line with long-term trends. The pandemic didn't really impact realty income in terms of occupancy, as the rate never dipped below 97.9%, which would be a great rate during prosperous times for many other REITs that are not run as efficiently. Realty income issued strong guidance for 2022 of AFFO per share between $3.84 and $3.97. Same store rent growth of 1.5%, occupancy to remain at 98%, and over $5 billion in new acquisitions. Realty income currently offers a dividend yield of 4.5%, that is in line with its trailing 5-year average dividend yield of 4.4%. For most of the last decade, its dividend yield has hovered in the 4-5% range, with occasional opportunities to pick up shares with a more attractive dividend yield. If we look further back, the stock offered a more attractive yield in the early 2000s of 6-7%, and 7-10% in the 90s. But those times are long gone, and the level of quality this REIT offers demands a premium price today. Earlier, I said the best way to value a REIT is to use AFFO. Right now, the forward price to AFFO for realty income is 16.8, and at this ratio, shares appear to be slightly discounted compared to a trailing price to AFFO of 18.4. If we take the issued guidance by management for AFFO of $3.84 to $3.97 in 2022, and we multiply this range by the trailing price to AFFO of 18.4, we get a fair price for the stock between $70 and $73. As of this recording, shares trade for roughly $66, implying that the stock is attractively priced based on issued guidance and could offer 6-10% of upside should it meet management's guidance and return to its trailing price to AFFO ratio. In addition to this potential capital appreciation, investors can lock in a 4.5% dividend yield that will very likely only grow in the future. To me, the stock looks pretty attractive with a potential 10-14% return in the near term, barring market sentiment. I don't believe realty income is an ideal stock for short-term traders, but it is a perfect stock for long-term dividend investors who want to lock in a good deal today. With all the volatility in the market recently, I don't know which way prices will move in the short term. They could continue to decline, or they could rebound and make a full recovery to last year's all-time highs. I think recent trends, and the high likelihood that the Fed will push the economy into a recession, means that the first scenario is more likely. But here's what I will tell you. I don't concern myself with what's going on in the stock market, nor the intraday prices of individual stocks. I have absolutely no control over any of it, and I think trying to time bottoms is a foolish approach to investing, especially for a long-term investor. I look for two things, and two things only, when making an investment decision. 1. Do I think the company will grow in the future? And if so, can I make a reasonable assumption as to what that growth rate will be? And 2. Is the stock attractively valued today? So as far as realty income, I absolutely believe it will continue to grow, and I think we can expect at least 4% conservative growth from the business, on top of the 4.5% dividend yield offer today. 
So for me, the opportunity with this stock is somewhere in the 8-10% to return range over the next 5 years or so. The 5-year treasury rate right now is about 2.8%, which is as close to a risk-free investment as you can find, aside from keeping your money under your bed. Based on my assumption, realty income can offer me about a 3-3.5 to times better rate of return, and I believe it is a very safe investment based on how the company has performed in the past, so it's absolutely a good deal based on my expectations. We just went over the valuation, and to restate what I mentioned earlier, the dividend yield looks reasonably attractive at the current 4.5% level, and the share price is 6-10% to below where it should be based on full-year guidance. I have already added to my position this month, and I will likely continue to do so at the current price range. Now if the share price will fall in the near future, I will buy more, because guess what, it'll look like an even better deal for a cheaper price. And if the price climbs, I'll reevaluate a fair entry point. Based on the analysis I did today, I would likely continue to buy into the low $70 price range, and taper off if it climbs beyond that level. I'd like to share two more things with you today. First, I was curious to see how REITs performed historically in a rising interest rate environment. We already know that the Fed will continue to hike interest rates throughout the year and into 2023, so it's important to know how this can impact realty income. I found an article on Investopedia that shows the historical correlation between REITs and the 10-year treasury rates. When the Fed starts raising rates, it is automatically reflected in long-term treasury rates, so comparing the 10-year treasury to REITs makes a lot of sense. Based on the patterns observed over the past 20 years, the two investment vehicles are generally positively correlated. This means that when the 10-year treasury increases, REITs also see positive returns. Investopedia states the reason is rising rates typically mean that the economy is growing, and the value of REITs increases as a result, because the underlying real estate assets increase in value as well. Something to note here is that right now the Fed is raising rates to fight inflation, so they are in turn trying to slow down the economy, as evidenced by the latest GDP figures. This tells me that there may be more pain for REITs in the short term, but I don't really like to speculate what the economy will do in the next few months. The second thing I want to share with you is this interesting return chart provided by Realty Income as part of their earnings presentation. It shows the yield and total return for the stock since its inception in 1994. And it also shows the yield and returns for the US Equity REIT Index, the Dow, the S&P, and the NASDAQ over the same period of time. What's interesting here is Realty Income has offered the most attractive dividend yield compared to each of these four benchmarks. It has also offered the best compounded annual returns. Since October of 1994 through March 2022, Realty Income has a compounded annual rate of 15.3%. This is almost 5% better than the US Equity REIT Index, the Dow, and the S&P that are all right around 10.8%. Even the fast-growing NASDAQ has underperformed realty income, offering just 11.2% compounded annual growth. If we take a closer look at the most recent years, all four benchmarks are performing better than realty income with the exception of this year. The real drivers that led to realty income's outperformance were historical market crashes. Realty income performed exceptionally well in the dot-com bubble, offering strong double-digit returns between 2000 and 2004. In the 2008 financial crisis, this REIT fell only 8%, as compared to 30-40% to losses for all four benchmarks. I believe it can produce similar results over the next 20-30 to years, all the while rewarding long-term shareholders with ample and growing dividend income that will be paid month after month. I hope you enjoyed the video. If you did, please give it a like and subscribe to the channel. Thank you for watching and see you next time.